Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Well, welcome this morning and those online as well uh, to our Highway's 27th Easter. How cool is that? 27. And yet, I don't look any older, I, I'm sure. I, I've got a strange mirror at my house, but apart from that, wow, 27 years, man, it's gone by. And uh, we're going to celebrate 25 years, a couple of years ago, but COVID hit and that didn't work. Uh, but um, you know what? It's uh, to see the generations be blessed by this sacrifice. It's worth it all. It's worth it all. So, man, how quick it comes around. Great to come together, isn't it, as a church family, uh, on a day like today to, re- you know, to remind ourselves afresh. To remind ourselves afresh, you know, why we're here. Why we do this. What this is really all about. When you boil it down, this is what it's all about. And today we remember that Jesus Christ, the the Son of God, came, uh, born a man and sacrificed his life for all humanity. Now last Sunday, if you were here or watched online, we spoke about Palm Sunday where Jesus was paraded through the streets with shouts of Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest and they waved palm leaves and you know threw their cloaks down before him and uh, a huge time of celebration. But just a few days later, a few days later he was in the hands of the Romans and in John chapter 19, 1 to 3 it says, Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, the King of the Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Powerful, isn't it? Then verse 16, 18, it says, Finally Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross, He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Now, from the outside looking in, from the outside looking in, you would say that this scenario has gone horribly wrong, wouldn't you? A few days earlier, Palm Sunday, You know, Jesus, King of the Jews, you're fantastic, you're awesome, we'll follow you, you know, we'll celebrate you. But then just a few days later, uh, on Good Friday, he is crucified, horribly tortured upon a cross. And I can just imagine the disciples standing there, looking at each other, thinking, you know, This is not how we thought this was going to go down. We did not see this coming. (laughs) But Jesus predicted his death in John chapter 12, 
verse 23 to 24. Turn your Bibles to John 12. We'll read this passage. Verse 23, Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Jesus gave them the example of a simple kernel of wheat falling to the ground to die. And it's one of the most powerful lessons that we will ever learn in our life. Let me show you three things out of this passage. The first thing is the power of sacrifice. The power of sacrifice, verse 23 there. You know, he said, The hour has come for him to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless that kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it sacrifices, it dies. And Jesus is describing himself as, as this example of the kernel of wheat falling to the ground and dying. It applies to his own preparation for the cross. As that wheat must fall to the ground and die, so the Son of God has to fall from an eternal perspective. He came from eternal perspective and fell to the ground, fell to earth in a mortal perspective. His coming was the falling of the kernel of wheat into the ground. But unless it dies, it's just a single seed. Unless it dies, it's just a single seed. It abides alone. Do you know, in Egypt, they discovered that they, they found a mummy, and in the mummy's hands were um, uh, kernels of wheat that were 3,000 years old. 3,000 years old, obviously part of the burial ritual, whatever, and, and this mummy had in hand. They took that wheat, and they put it in the ground, and it produced a harvest. That weed had sat there for 3,000 years but remained a single seed. But as soon as it went to the ground, as soon as it was buried, as soon as it died, it began to produce a harvest. And this is the power of sacrifice. It's the power of sacrifice. Jesus knew he had to sacrifice in order to bring salvation to the world. Had he chosen not to, then there would have been no harvest. It all would have stopped with him. You can imagine today reading in, in history books maybe a small passage of this man named Jesus of Nazareth that actually performed amazing miracles, you know, uh, developed quite a following in that era, um, died at about 75 years of age, um, finished. That's all, we, that's all we would have read had he not sacrificed. But because he chose to be that sacrifice, because he chose to be that single seed that died and was buried, over the last 2,000 years there's been a mighty harvest. 
that single seed alone, that resurrection seed has now developed into a harvest, a multitude of countless believers over 2,000 years that have embraced and received the resurrection life. Not because he he waited and died a normal old age death of mortality, no. No, but he sacrificed and gave himself a price for the world, paid the price. And this principle is true in every area of our lives. It's true in every area of our lives. That's why Christianity is God-made, not man-made. See, if it was man-made, there'd be no sacrifice in it. Can you believe that? Can you believe starting a religion? We're going to start a religion and, and uh, you know, hey, guys, I've got this new revelation, this new message, this new religion we're starting today, and, uh, you know, we're all going to be sacrificed upon a cross, you know. Not a good selling point. Only God would would totally flip it. We don't even like discipline, do we? Let alone sacrifice. We don't even like discipline. Hebrews 12, 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Amen? That's true. That's true of all of us. Later, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. See, if you want to be successful in any area of your life, any area, business, marriage, building a family, you will require to have some personal sacrifice involved. It's just the way it is. You're going to have to die to self in some measure to achieve what you want to achieve. Amen? It's true, isn't it? It's just a universal principle. If you don't die to something, you won't produce an abundance. That's why it works. It's the power of sacrifice. And it's not a bad thing. We've got to get this out of our head that sacrifice is a bad thing. No, no, sacrifice is the doorway to abundance, to harvest. The second thing today is the power of life. The power of sacrifice and the power of life. Look at verse 24. It says, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, that's a sacrifice, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. Many seeds. It produces an abundance. That's the good news. Because Jesus was prepared to die, he then rose to life. If he didn't die, if he wouldn't have been able to rise to life. He already was alive. Rose to life and producing an abundant harvest. And because he, he rose to life with resurrection life, he paid the way for salvation for countless believers over 2,000 years. And that was the reason he was prepared to do it in the first place. Did he enjoy it? No. Did he run to the cross? No. But he knew if I do this, if I do this, the life that this will produce 
for humanity, you, you can't calculate it. You cannot calculate it. Nobody sacrifices because they love it. They sacrifice it because of the life that it produces. And that's got to be the focus. If you focus on the sacrifice, you probably won't do it. You've got to focus on what the sacrifice will produce. And then you go, you know what, this is worth it. This is worth it. Laying in bed, wake up, 5 a.m., thinking, yes. Um, oh, I've got to go to the gym. Who knows, that's a sacrifice. For many like me, it's an impossibility. But for, 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 those, for those, it's a sacrifice. And you're thinking, oh, I can't do this. This is too hard. I can't do it. But then, then you focus upon the harvest. Those ripping abs. Come on, those tree trunks, the guns. Focus on the guns. I'm out there, baby. I'm out there. It's not the sacrifice that's going to get you out of bed. It's that image of you standing there flexing and your bride on your side looking up at you just in awe. What a harvest, amen? What a harvest. I'm still dreaming, by the way. I'm still dreaming. <coughs> you know, my favourite scripture, John 10.10. 10. Thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And Jesus said, he said this, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Life and have it to the full. And that's the plan of God for us. And that has to be our focus. Sure, yeah, I've got to sacrifice a little something now. But you know, the life to the full. Get that in your head. Get it in your head. There's a full life. God has purchased a life for me, an abundant life, a full life, and it's mine. All I've got to do right now is, is not get in the way of that. Not be the blockage. Amen? So I sacrifice it, whatever it takes. Whatever that blockage is, whatever that barrier is in my personality, in, in my habits, in whatever. No, 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 wait a minute, I need to put that to death because he's promised me a life to the full. And I want that life to the full. It's been a long journey uh, for me. Because from the day that I, you know, I found out God was real, it's, it's honestly been one sacrifice after another. And I didn't always sacrifice the first time. You know, sometimes God takes you around the mountain and you come back to the same thing and then you go, oh, all right. And you sacrifice it. And God takes you a little further. He takes you a little further. Takes you a little. All you got to do is add time to that and you go somewhere. Who knows what I'm talking about? All you've got to do is add time to that. Consistency, faithfulness and time to each little step and you get somewhere. I take people to India with us. We were there just a couple of weeks ago in India. And, uh, you know, people come over and they go, wow, the ministry is huge. I mean, we literally affect thousands of people. And they go, wow, this is amazing. This is huge. Yeah, but it's been 25 years of 
little steps. You look back today and you go, wow, fantastic, but it started with a step. And then you keep doing that, faithful. You know, this is why you think, this is why I hammer people about consistency with church. It's, you know, it's tough. Some mornings you've got to sacrifice. You know, the kids are insane at six o'clock. And you've got to get them dressed, get them in, and then, and then, and That isn't tongues, by the way. It's just a blur. And you think, oh, really, is it worth it? I get to church, I've got to sit up in that little box. I've got to sit up there with other screaming kids. And other parents that just want to chat, 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 chat. Yeah, I've been there. What was it all for? What was it worth it? You're building something step by step by step. That consistency, that sacrifice is producing a harvest. And you'll see it in your own life, but more importantly, you'll see it in your kids. You'll see it in your kids. And that's incredibly valuable. The power of life that comes out of that. But you know what? As much as I've sacrificed over the years, I wouldn't change a thing because of the life that it's produced. The life that it's produced. You know, I was as far from God as you could imagine. And to live the life that he wanted for me, I had to sacrifice a heap. I had to sacrifice a lot. Every part of my destructive ways. But for me to have a new life, the old life had to be sacrificed. I live in that new life today and I'm thankful for it. But back then it was a challenge. It was constant. That had to change. That had to change. And I've seen people desire a new life and, and God has one for everybody. He really does. Every single person. But you'll have to sacrifice the old ways. See, you, you can't come to God and add him to your life. No, the old life has to sacrifice to build a new life. But can I tell you the new life's worth it? The new life is so worth it. It's worth every bit. It's worth every sacrifice. And thirdly today is the power of serving. Look at verse 26. Power of serving. It says, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honour the one who serves me. Wow. I think being honoured by God would be right up there. That would be pretty cool. The power of serving. And it has to be so powerful because the Son of God came to earth as a servant. Now, I'm sure he probably had 10 different avenues he could have chosen, but he chose this one. Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He said, this is totally contrary to the world system. You know, man makes it to the top, he's successful, he's, he's wealthy, famous, whatever, and people worship him. 
You know, he's got, you know, a million hits on Instagram or something. Now he's worshipped this guy. He's made it. He's up there at the top. And then there must be something incredibly beneficial for Jesus to do the total opposite. I mean, what's the lesson in that? Jesus doesn't do stuff for no reason. What's the lesson in that, that he could have been the most famous person on earth had he chose? But he said, no, no, no. That's not how we roll. Came as a servant. Came as a servant. The world system focuses on the outward man. You know, the looks, the talents, the ability, the, the fortune. But Jesus focuses upon the inward man, the character, the integrity, the honesty and the faithfulness. And that's the power of serving. That's the power of serving. <coughs> and, and the key, the key in all of that is that it, I think the power in serving is, is it produces humility. It produces humility. To be served, it'll puff you up. Is that right? To be praised, to be uplifted all the time. You're fantastic, you're terrific. You know, you start to believe your own emails. <laughs> you know, you say, yeah, well, actually, actually, I am pretty good. You're in a conversation where you say to people, well, look, that's enough of me talking about me. Why don't you talk about me for a moment? <laughs> and we become so arrogant. And we and become so full of ourselves. Don't Aussies hate that? We hate that. We become full of ourselves. And I've got to tell you, arrogance and pride, those things will destroy you eventually. They will destroy you. Oh, you get your... You know, your moment in the sun, but it doesn't end well, I promise you. It doesn't end well. How many high-ranking sports people do you know that, you know, were world stage and then ruined everything? Just ruined everything. Just threw it all away through arrogance and pride. And, and then you have an ash body. Then you have an ash body. It's like... It's almost something Jesus in that, isn't it? World number one, and yet when she's home, she teaches kids at the local tennis club in Ipswich. World number one. An amazing sportswoman, but an even greater person. And I think everyone would agree to that, right? Everyone, right across the world. They talk about her her, you know, tennis brilliance, and it, and it is. I mean, world number one. But they never fail to mention her character and her humility and the way she carries herself and the way she presents herself as an Australian. We're proud of that, amen? It's a power of serving. It's a power of serving. Remember, the power of sacrifice leads to the power of life. And the harvest comes in the power of serving. The harvest comes in the power of serving. And Jesus led by example. He was deliberate about this. He was deliberate about this. And the harvest to this day is hard to argue with. 
the way he chose, the harvest. It's hard to say, hey, wait a minute, you missed it there. No, he didn't miss it. He was deliberate. He came with the power of serving. I'm going to tell you today that God has so much for you. He has so much more for you. And it's already been paid for. We celebrate that today. We celebrate on that cross the sacrifice, the death. It's already died to produce life. You have a choice to be a part of that life and life to the full. It's your choice. What an opportunity. Whether, I mean, if, if you're not a believer in Christ today, take the opportunity and say yes. I mean, why wouldn't you? What have you got to lose? The price has already been paid. All I've got to do is step up and deal with me and keep moving forward. And it gets better and better and better and better. And if you're already a believer today and you're not living life to the full, come on. Let's go there. Let's be deliberate about it. Let's be consistent about it. Get in. Start to be a part of the body. Start to build. Start to grow. Remember, the little steps over a long period of time, you get somewhere. You get somewhere. Don't look for perfection now. I talk about the, you know, I I have a really good life. I talk about that. Yeah, but, you know, I was a believer at 25. That was like, 20-something years ago. You're doing the maths in your head right now, aren't you? Still got a bit of work to do, I know, but still got a few sacrifices, a few things to nail to the cross, maybe. But I'm not who I used to be. And I give him the praise for that. I don't boast. I give him the praise for that. But honestly, honestly, take the opportunity. Say yes today. Say yes today. Say, I want a better life. He's died for it. I believe in him. It's my birthright, my born again right. Amen. I'm going to receive it. And this reminds me today, that cross, it reminds me, paid in full. Go pick up the check, people. Go pick up the check. Let me pray for you today. Oh, Lord, it's, it, sounds, it sounds strange today that we're celebrating your death. Might sound a bit callous. The, we celebrate what happened on that cross. It, But it's not that we celebrate. It's the life that you gave us because of that. We're nobodies, Lord. We're we're just nobodies in a sea of humanity. But we took the opportunity and said yes. And because of that, we have a life promise that's been paid for by Calvary. Thank you for that. We can't thank you enough for that. And Lord, we choose today. We choose today to honour you, to honour that sacrifice by taking hold of that life to the full that you died for.
that you sacrificed for, the freedom, the abundance. And Lord, we will serve you every day. Serve you every day to see that come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, he's a good God, folks. And uh, don't forget Easter Sunday. You know, that's the third day. That's, you know, we pump that as we celebrate that. And uh, come, bring your families, and uh, we'll have a great time. To those online, try and make it to church if you can, and and, uh, we'd love to see you. Be a part of the family. Amen. God bless you. Have a good break. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.